Let me see you put them up Reach the sky, touch the stars up above Cause it's one time for the underdog My good friend Matt Zapala, money smart guy, talks about 11 Marine Corps principles for entrepreneurs. What's going on, everybody? Valuetainers, how you doing? My name is money smart guy, Matt Zapala. So many of you guys don't know who I am. I am based out of Chicago in a suburb called Oak Brook, Illinois. I'm a co-owner of PHP Agency, and I have a brand called the Money Smart Movements. And my brand, my personal brand, is the money smart guy. And I started off in the Marine Corps at 17 years old. I enlisted in Chicago, left Fort San Diego, and I was in the Marine Corps for eight years. Did two tours in the Marine Corps, uh, did two years with the Illinois National Guard. Very hard for me to wear the Army uniform, but either way, still had that Marine Corps pride. Still had that Marine Corps um, esprit de corps and commitment to duty, and to country, and to our unit and our corps. So when I translated into business, it was all because of necessity. uh, found myself in a situation where I was divorced, I was uh, a single father, I was in custody of my son, and I needed to find a job, I needed to find a career or even a business that allows me to make a lot of money in a short period of time. I needed to find a situation where I could drop off my son, make some money between 9 and 3 o'clock, pick up my son, and then go do homework and do things like normal parents would do on evenings and weekends. So what led me to that was the financial services industry. What led me to that was the, uh, the entrepreneurial uh, world of business. I figured out that if I can control my time by uh, putting myself in time and space, by scaling myself up through a career in the insurance industry, um, I was able to control a lot of my income. I was able to control a lot of my time and control a lot of my decisions for the better of my family, for the better of, betterment of my future. So what does this all mean? What this means is that a lot of things I've done in business today for the last 18 years as an entrepreneur, 12 of those as a licensed agent, 12 of those in the grind as an independent self-employed producer, I was able to find business where I can speak the message of scaling up and out so therefore I can make more of me in our community. Because what I really love to do was to help people. What I really love to do was at the same time be handsomely rewarded for what I did, but I was limited. So I went back into the notes of my Marine Corps career. I went back into the notes of how to lead people because there's a completely different story coming from the Marine Corps and then leading civilians. But the principles still apply. And so today's leadership principles I'd like to cover with you are things that I used from the Marine Corps into business that helped me go from a little independent contractor to now being a co-owner of one of the largest and fastest growing financial and marketing organizations in the United States today. First Marine Corps leadership principle, number one, being technically and tactically proficient, which means that being committed to excellence, being a student of your industry and business, knowing what initiatives and strategies to deploy and when. So in other words, you gotta know your stuff. You gotta be a student of the business. You gotta know your your craft. You gotta know your industry. When I was in the Marine Corps, I understood everything about small arms, uh, my Beretta, my M16A2 service rifle, my XM52 50 caliber machine gun, my equipment, my deuce gear, uh, what floated, what didn't float. I needed to know what to wear, uh, when to wear it, what to pack, what not to pack, and know what conditions that I would survive and be able to thrive uh, if I was to face combat. So in business, you got to understand your craft, you got to understand what to do, when to do it, and having the right initiative and the right judgment and to apply those things that you do know into the business world. 
And oftentimes in business, we're scared to do certain things because we, we know what we're supposed to do, but yet we don't do it. So number one, being technically and tactically proficient, knowing what to do and when to do it. Number two, know yourself and seek improvement. Never being satisfied with good enough for government work and being confident in your abilities. Listen, one of the things that I got irked with every time I uh, would hang around government contractors, I remember seeing them say, man, how you doing? And they said, another day, another dollar. Or they'd say to me, um, hey, this is good enough for government work. Listen, as an entrepreneur, as a United States Marine, it's never good enough to be good enough. Every time we looked at our uniform, every time we went through a drill, every time we went through our practice of our motions, going through combat, going through our practice, through workups to become special operations type of units, good enough was never good enough. We are always constantly practicing. We're always constantly rehearsing. So therefore, when it was game time, instead of thinking what we needed to do, we just acted on our own natural ability. So being able to know yourself and seek improvement means it's either you're growing or you're dying. Either you're a benefit or you're not a benefit. Simple as that. Number three, know your Marines and their welfare. Build on your people's strengths. Know who and what to add for the task at hand and leading with compassion. There's a book out there called Good to Great. It's knowing who's on your bus and then knowing what seat they are on the bus. It's knowing what the capacity and capabilities are of your fellow Marines, of your fellow employees, independent contractors, brand ambassadors, whatever you want to call them, knowing what their capacities are, not what you want them to be, but where their capacities are. There's some basic skills that everybody has to have at the company, some basic skills everybody has to have at the department, but one to, one to apply them uh, to different departments is a completely different skill set. Getting the most out of people is knowing what they're uh, capable of doing and what they want to do and seeing how they're really feeling when they're doing it. Always checking in with them. Hey, how you doing? Is this what you thought it'd be? Is this what you want to do? And if not, then you got to move them around because oftentimes we put people in the wrong seat, in the wrong position, and their welfare and their, their desire to be there and their capacity to contribute to the company, your company, is not a 100%. So finding what, what they want and finding what they want to do and to deploy them according to the capacities. Regardless of rank, regardless of time and service, the Marine Corps always gave me an opportunity to advance. For example, meritorious promotion. I remember all the times we go into a competition, we compete with guys with inside our platoon. Whoever the top guy was inside our platoon, we compete with the guys at the company level. Whoever's the top at the company level, we compete at the battalion level. So in other words, you're always constantly competing in the opportunity for you to grow, to take more responsibility, to advance in rank, to advance in pay, usually was in most Marines' hands. So I was using that opportunity, that capacity for me to do that in the Marine Corps into business. And it really spoke for me in terms of capitalism. So if I wanted to work really hard, if I was willing to commit, if I was willing to outwork, outperform, outhustle the Marine next to me, this, the, the entrepreneur next to me, then over time I can start running laps around them. And at the same time, I get rewarded for my efforts. So using these Marine Corps leadership principles through the meritorious promotion process that the Marine Corps provided allowed me to get a reward for the work I was willing to put in. Number four, keeping your Marines informed. Communicate often, communicate early, and ask for constructive feedback. Now, oftentimes, ego and pride get in the mix of your business. Oftentimes, pride and ego get in the mix of you getting ahead. Why? Because people take so much pride in their work, and they think that criticism or constructive criticism is an attack on their character. If you take it that way, and you're getting sensitive about that, you'll never get ahead. So we learn in the Marine Corps, listen, what cost us was not your pride. What cost us not your ego. What cost us is your ability to lose the lives of your brothers and sisters next to you. 
So don't worry about your pride. Don't worry about your ego. You're doing it that's not necessary for you. You're doing this for the betterment of the people to your left and to the right of you, for the benefit of the unit. Listen, in business, if you see yourself in a capacity of being stalled or being in a position of not being uh, where you want to be, it's, it's a pattern. You got to be able to take coaching and constructive criticism to find areas and find leaks in your business to allow you to get ahead. Because if you get ahead, your goals are reached, you create jobs, and you're a benefit to our community. Number five, set the example. Listen, I always told my Marines, more, more often than not, you're going to see my back more than you're going to see my front. Why? Because when I give an order, when I tell my Marines to have their uniform ready for inspection, to be ready in their physical fitness, to be ready for the operation we're about to go on, I, me, I want to be the most prepared, squared away, early Marine out there because I want you to be able to, pe to depend on me. I want you to be able to depend on your life on me. And at the same time, if you're expecting this of me, I expect that of you. Translate this into business. When I'm an entrepreneur and I'm coaching new uh, people in certain departments, I'm coaching new people that were onboarding and I'm teaching them how to make phone calls, I don't just play them a video and expect them to self-learn. I expect them to watch the video to self-learn. I want them to do it in front of me and then I do it for them. So you need to set the example. You need to set the expectations of what you want in your department, in your, in your division, inside your company. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up for failure. So oftentimes, people give off the delegation of, of leadership to somebody else. One of the things that we never wanted to delegate as Marines, one of the things we never wanted to give to somebody else to do was to know that we cared about our Marines and we cared about the, the, the completion of our mission and to know that our signature, our legacy was written with everything that we did. So set the example for your company. Number six, ensure the task is understood, supervised, and accomplished. Oftentimes, entrepreneurs get involved in business and they're so frustrated. They get all these different packages. They get all these different consultants. They get all these different self-help, shelf-help, whatever the case may be, and they never do anything. Why? Because they're expecting somebody else to do it for them. But what Marines would do is they gather the information. They learn it themselves. They do it themselves, so therefore when they do it themselves repetitively over a period of time, they know exactly what to delegate. They know exactly what to supervise. They know exactly where certain corners might be cut. They know where certain shortcuts may be had. So when you are uh, somebody running your business, just like a Marine would, do it yourself first. Not to say that you gotta be perfect at it, but you gotta do it yourself a number of times to understand where the shortcuts and the leaks and the faults might be. So therefore, when you do delegate it to somebody who may be better tasked to do that, that job, you know exactly what to look for, you know exactly what shortcuts may be had, and you know how they can take their unique ability, their talent to do what you, you don't do well, that they do well, and you know exactly what's being delegated. Because oftentimes, people delegate a task and say, yeah, get it done, and it's not done. But at the end of the day, whose responsibility is it? It's yours as the entrepreneurs. Marines would always take responsibility for it. it. Didn't matter if they delegated it. Hey, listen, I'm the corporal. I'm the sergeant. I'm the MD, non-commissioned officer in charge. I don't care if Lance Corporal Private Schmuck and Telly didn't do it. I'm taking responsibility for it. I'm taking the heat for it. If it's going to be, it's going to be up to me. Understand your task. Understand what needs to be accomplished and supervise it to make sure it gets done. I remember when we were getting deployed to the Middle East. I remember it was initially our direction was towards Australia. And in the middle of the night, the ship's captain says, <laughs> ship's captain announces that we are turning the ships towards Somalia. Like, what the heck is Somalia? You see, most guys in the Marines, we never did well in school, especially during geography class. So we had no clue where Somalia was. So asking around, digging around, even the officers that we uh, were talking to had no clue where Somalia was. 
It was only a period of time gathering information. Eventually, we turned the ship around and we found out it was really on the eastern tip of Africa. We figured out that Somalia was a, was a big war-torn country, a bunch of gangsters running the country. And so what we did is we, we got ourselves up to any information we can drum up on the ship about what Somalia was like, what the terrain was like. And next thing you know, we got some bad news. Uh, our Marine Corps leaders came up to us and said, listen, it's going to be bad news. Go down to legal, get your wills done, get your life insurance put in place. A third of you guys probably ain't coming back. And here we are freaked out. Here we are 18, 19 years old, 20 years old, getting our wills done, getting our life insurance place. Are you kidding me? But what that did to us, I says, you know what? We're, just, we're not going to go out like that. We trust in our training. We're trusting the Marine Corps leadership. We trust in our preparation. And so it heightened because of the communication, the expectation of the mission. It heightened up our intensity. It heightened up our preparation. It heightened up our communication with one another. And what happened is we went into Somalia. We launched at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we took some fire. But at the same time, none of our guys was lost in the first night. We did a bunch of patrols, we did a bunch of sorties, we did a bunch of missions, and guess what? Everybody came back. Some of the other units, they lost some guys, but our unit stayed intact. Our unit was together. Our unit earned squadron of the year. I came back to, uh, to the United States. I realized at 19, 20 years, 20 years old, what I did with most Marines wouldn't be able to um, express. is one of those things that's very hard to, um, to, to articulate, but there's a conversation we have just with I, just a conversation we have amongst Marines that if we translate what we learned in combat to translate that to other tasks we had in the Marine Corps, which means we have a better prepared Marine Corps, we have a better prepared next generation, we have another prepared um, uh, group of Marines ready to deploy to take our spot. We had a saying in the Marine Corps, a team that sweats the most in peacetime bleeds less in combat. You see, we took these drills, we took the patrols, we took these missions that even though we're back in the rear with the gear, we knew we were always in preparation. We knew we were always reading the newspaper in the world section of the newspaper at that because whatever we read in the newspaper, chances are we're gone in another week or two. So when we trained together as a team, we grew together as a team. We gelled together as a team. And you know anything about that? It doesn't matter if you're black, white, Puerto Rican, uh, Filipino like me, um, Asian. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what the color of your skin was. What we cared about was whether or not you were able to train with us. What we cared about was were you willing to bleed and sweat with us. What we cared about was when the time came to step up, were you the type of Marine that would step out? Translate it to business. So if you're the type of entrepreneur and you say, man, I need a team, oftentimes I've built the best teams without paying my guys a lot of money. Why? Because we're willing to do the job. We're willing to train together. A lot of guys were self-starters. They weren't very well um, uh, 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 with long resumes. They were self-starters themselves. They learned a bunch of video. They learned about websites. They learned about their craft all online. And but we're able to train together as a team. We're able to communicate together. We're able to create uh, uh, stream and workflows. So therefore, it's constant communication along the way. So therefore, the output product was something that we all were very proud of. So if you train together as a team, you take a whole lot more pride in the, uh, in the final product when you roll out the next initiative in your company. Number eight, make sound and timely decisions. See, oftentimes in the Marine Corps, there's Marines that were ready to make a decision, but they were scared to, right? And what the Marine Corps prided itself on was building small unit leadership. In other words, we empowered the guy at the bottom to make a decision. So by the time he's used to making decisions at the bottom, by the time he gets promoted and moves up the ranks, he's had many, many, many different decisions he's had experience in doing. So now there might be situations where that sound judgment 
or bad initiative or bad initiative but sound judgment. But how do you know when to make those type of decisions? Did I say you had to be perfect? No. You've got to make a decision. Right or wrong, you've got to stand up for your decision. Translate this to business. Oftentimes, people in business know what they need to get done. They know exactly what initiative, the timing, the blog, the video, uh, ways to compete against their competitor. They know exactly where the problem is. But what happens when it's time to pull the trigger? They get gun shy. See, in this situation about making sound and timely decisions, this is what separates the men from the boys, the entrepreneurs from the entrepreneurs. They'll go from small to big or the guys that stay small forever. So if you can make sound and timely decisions, you will begin to start separating yourselves from the pack. Number nine, develop a sense of responsibility amongst your Marines. One of the things I love to do, every Marine loves to do, we know how to clean, we definitely know how to field day. Everything from cleaning the toilet, clean the, re- you know, the bathroom, we call them the heads or the pissers, whatever the case may be. We learn how to clean. We learn very well with what toothbrushes can do outside of what, does in, what it does in your mouth. So that was a sense of responsibility. That was a very, very easy way for us to develop a sense of responsibility, to be clean, to have our, our barracks, to have our, our, um, our place where we stand squared away and clean. That was developing a sense of responsibility and cleanliness amongst Marines. Why? Because an organized area becomes an efficient area. A cluttered mind is a cluttered business. Translate this to business. Translate it to your business. So if you develop a sense of responsibility amongst your people, they know what standards you expect. They know what type of product you want to put out there. They know what type of brand you stand for. And then you give them the responsibility to act according to that brand. And what starts to happen is they start taking this brand themselves. Why? Because you've given them responsibility. You've given them ownership. I didn't say micromanagement. I said you give them ownership. You give them incentives, you give them rewards, you give them small things that allow them to get a little bit more recognition along the way. That creates them a desire to take more responsibility. Oftentimes we get some of the best people in our company. We get some of the best people that intern with us. We get some of the best people that decide, Matt, I just want to work alongside you guys. Those are the people we eventually hire. Those are the type of people we eventually want to partner with us. Those are the type of people we want to do some big things with. Why? Because even they were doing it for nothing, They were taking responsibility for their work. They were taking responsibility for the little task at hand. What happens, we get somebody on our team, we get somebody that represents our company in a very profound way because they've taken ownership. After two tours in the Middle East, I came back to the United States and I became an instructor. I trained Marines to prepare for deployment overseas. One of the most unique things I was able to experience in that process is the unique ability for me to deposit all that I've experienced into a brand new Marine about to deploy to teach him what I've learned, to teach him the, uh, the mistakes to avoid, to keep him alive and to keep the Marines around him alive. And I realized that it was so easy to learn about your team, to learn about your Marines, if you're able to train together and to deploy together, to prove what you learned in peacetime, to prove what you learned in, in wartime. Through constant training, testing, and deploying, you're gonna find out which Marines, we found out which Marines look good in the mirror versus the ones who look good in combat. We learn ones who are effective in peacetime versus ones who are really effective in combat. And through that process, we learned a lot about ourselves and our capacities and our limits that were willing to be stretched. Number 10, employ your unit in accordance with its capabilities. You've got to know your strengths. You also have to know your weaknesses. You've got to know what you're good at. And you've got to know what you're not good at. In business, if you don't understand your strength as a company and you try to compete with the big boys, you get smashed. Number 11, and this is my favorite, seek and take responsibility for your actions. Marines always say, if it's going to be, 
It's up to me. If my unit is going to win, if my unit is going to succeed, if my unit is going to pass inspection, it's going to be up to me as a leader to make sure that my unit is prepared. So as an entrepreneur, you've got to be in this constant evolution of growing and taking responsibility. What happens is you start off with your standards here, but if you continue to seek responsibility and take responsibility, your standards start to raise and start to raise and they start to raise. And next thing you know, you look a year later and wow, my standards used to be here. Next thing you know, I'm here. We used to produce this much amount of volume. Now we're producing this much amount of volume. We're taking this much amount of um, cases and revenue. Now we're taking this many cases and revenues. If you're constantly seeking and developing, growing as a leader, as an entrepreneur, you are unstoppable. Bottom line, guys, always be authentic and be willing to take constructive criticism to become better. So therefore, you as an entrepreneur, like a United States Marine, is unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to the special episode with myself, Money Smart Guy, Matt Zapala. This is your Money Smart Guy, and until we meet again, continue to live smart, continue to love smart, and be money smart today. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody. Bye-bye.